This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn with my dear friend, Steve Sargent from the Hiawatha Church of God in Christ. Yes. And I just like to have him come in just so I can say the name of the church. That's really, <laughs> it's really the only reason I like to have you come in here. Just so well, I can say it. thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. just so I can say it. <clears throat> Hiawatha Church of God in Christ. Oh, uh, yes, thank you. And I'm totally kidding. No, that's all right. I all like right. you to come in because I like to pick on you for other things too, which I already have off air. Like I just start right in. You know what I mean? We talk about your dating life. If there is one, we talk about that. I pick on you for other things. Just jump in. I just love the torment. You do. That's right. That's why you love to come see me all the time. I love you, man. Yes. I'm so, I'm, I, I'm always, we've been doing this together now for probably seven years. Yeah, way back in the radio days. Yeah, back when we were on Christian uh, Country Mornings. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would say it was probably 2016 at this point, I would think. Yeah. So now, so so it's probably seven years we've been doing, you know, you came in and used to come in like every other week or every third week on the radio. We did all kinds of radio shows together. Then when I said do the podcast, I said, hey, keep coming in, man. We'll just Mm -hmm. just do podcasts instead of radio shows. So it's all right. You know what I mean? So uh, people tune in. We appreciate everyone who tunes in. Uh, This actually podcast is on Good Friday. So I wanted to talk about that. And what do you guys do as a church on Good Friday? We're having a special program on Good Friday at 11 o'clock where um, we'll have um, the church, the sanctuary set okay. up where it's going to be almost like, well, a dismal scene, darkened, and, and uh, light will be on for those who will read. We'll read various parts of scripture dealing with uh, Good Friday, a time of reflection, and uh-huh. then actually we're going to have a, um, a nice lunch. Okay. So 11 in the morning. 11 in the morning. And then you're going to have a lunch, lunch right there at the That's church. Cool. Yes. Well, Jesus Christ was on the cross in the morning, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. till what does he die around six o'clock? Yeah. I'm three o'clock. Excuse three, me. Six, yeah, hours. six hours. So, so nine to three mm-hmm. is basically when he was there. And I was wondering by the time they're putting this body in the ground, because when I used to work and I used to mow lawns and I would hit, uh, my Jewish clientele on a mm-hmm. big, like Yom Kippur or if I even said that right, I don't even know, but, um, they would come to one of their big holy days and then they would say, I'd be mowing a lawn. They're like, you've got to be off this lawn before the sun goes over. Cause that's when it started for them. It wasn't, you're like, it's Friday. Yeah. But our, our Sabbath starts when that sun goes over that hill. So they're watching the sun, man, I'm booking on that lawn. Right. <laughs> so I was thinking about Jesus. Cause they said that they wanted to honor the Sabbath. So I'm thinking about them wrapping him up and putting him in the tomb and mm-hmm. making sure that gets in. Uh, before it got dark and I actually was curious what time sunset is I was thinking about that this week like well what time is sunset at Passover normally in Jerusalem like I was kind of curious because that would be the time Mm -hmm. they would make sure that he was spices on wrapped in linen he was in that tomb before the sunset that's interesting yeah you didn't see the time though did you no, I haven't looked it up yet. Okay. I was just thinking about this. Is, these are the kind of things I, I think about. Like I'm driving yes. around and I just, yeah, hey, you know, I, I think about that. Mm. Well, that's important. Yeah. All kinds of other crazy things too. Trust me. So <laughs> <laughs> I've, oh, when we go between shows, I'll tell you some of the other stuff. Like, what about this, Steve? You know, so yeah, some of the, the other crazy things going on in our world. But Good Friday, I was trying to look up to see when they started. I couldn't really find out. 
Like I was trying to maybe middle ages or something like that, but I was trying to think, well, when was the first good Friday service when the church starts doing this becomes more of a tradition. And then I did find this out. They good. It's good as impious or holy. Okay. Like we use the word good Friday and it seems like such an oxymoron yes. to say good. And um, I'll read this. Good Friday, the Friday before Easter, the day on which Christians annually observe the commemoration of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The clearly what it's about, right? We're commemorating Christ dying on the cross. From the early days of Christianity, Good Friday was observed as a day of sorrow, penance, and fasting, a characteristic that finds expression in the German word. <laughs> okay. Yeah, how's your German? Uh, I don't know. Sorrowful Friday. So, so I look at that and say, Sorrowful Friday, mourning, pious. Like It's not like this jubilant happy time and i know for our good friday service is pretty somber yes you know actually it's not the song like easter's upbeat song day mm -hmm. good friday's reflective song day right yeah good friday is really almost like going to a funeral right a funeral service of someone right. who was brutally killed right you know not like lived a full life and contributed so much and we're happy for their their history this was a sacrificial brutal death right Absolutely. Yeah. And brutal beyond comprehension. Mm -hmm. I mean, beating somebody we talked about in our Bible study last night, like beating somebody with a club over their head, yeah. the, the, what the whip did to his back. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. terrible. So I would look at it from the perspective of, you know, we're, we're talking about the title of this episode is good Friday facing the not so good. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to talk about that as Jesus Christ faced the not so good about good Friday and part of facing the not so good was facing cruelty and life is not fair, right? So in Matthew 27, 27 through 31, then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole, whole company of soldiers around him. Mm -hmm. They stripped him, put a scarlet robe on him, twisted together a crown of thorns, set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him, took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Yeah, that's um, really cruel. I mean, it's cruel for anyone to go through. Right. But, but uh, you know, for the son of God right. to go through. That's like, yes, I can't put it in words. You cannot put it in words. That's how we treat miracle workers. Yeah. You know, right. you, you treat the son of God. And he told that story about the tenants where... You know, he sent servants, they killed killed some, beat others, which were, is an analogy for the prophets. And he right. goes, well, I'll send my son. And then they killed the son. What's going to happen? And this is exactly what they do. I mean, they kill yeah. God's son. It's, it's horrible. So I, I look at that, you know, obviously charged with being a king. So it, stick, it sticks because this is what they're doing. They're mocking him for being king of the Jews. So one of the things they were trying to charge Jesus Christ with was leading a revolt. Mm-hmm. And being king of the Jews, I doubt the triumphal entry helped much in his defense. <laughs> Actually, yeah, so, right. Just a few days before, just, right? Just a few days before, they're they're healing king of the Jews, and they heard all this. Ooh, so I don't think yeah. that probably helped. But but I knew I, Jesus knew that. Yes, like I believe that Jesus Christ came to Jerusalem for this showdown, sure. and he knew it. The things he said, the beating the the money changed the whole mm -hmm. the whole nine yards, was really kind of creating this coming to a head moment where he's going to die on the cross. But you look at the crown of thorns and sometimes you grow up as a kid and 
you just know Jesus Christ had a crown of thorns mm-hmm. and you see the pictures of him wearing a crown of thorns and you've heard about it, but sometimes maybe don't always connect it with, well, that was because the soldiers were mocking him oh, as man. a king. Yeah. So the crown of thorns was because of the charge that he was king of the Jews and he was trying to lead a revolt. And so they put the crown of thorns on him. Yes. You know, my name, Stephen in Greek means crown or garland, which is okay. similar to what, you know, not a crown of thorns, but, right. you know, a uh, more natural crown, not right. one made out of gold and things of that nature. And um, I think about that often, how they, you know, it's one thing to get assassinated. Right. You know, like um, Kennedy, uh, right. Martin Luther King, or Robert F. Kennedy, right. they were all assassinated. In fact, uh, just two days ago, we celebrated or remembered the assassination of Martin Luther King, okay. 55 years. And I would think that if those men knew that at that day and time, hey, there's an assassin waiting across the street or in the bushes or in the kitchen, they wouldn't go. Right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go. You know, right. I know somebody's For here sure. to kill me. Right. But Jesus did it on purpose. Right. He knew this is going to happen. Like you talked about the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. He knew all of this is going to lead up to what's going on. Right now and he did it anyway yeah well i just preached from that uh, john ten eighteen. i think it is no one takes my life from me yes no I, one i laid i laid down myself mm-hmm. right and so the good the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep so he had authority he could have called 12 legion of angels yes he didn't do that so but i look at you know they make fun of him spit on him strike him on the head all these kind of things and it's terrible and these people obviously just don't care i mean they really don't care about him mm-hmm they don't care about humanity. I mean, can you imagine being that cold like that? You've gotten yourself that indifferent to the plight of other people. Mm-hmm. You just don't care. Like beating somebody is a normal day for you. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's probably the the world they came from. Um, I mean, it's bad enough. We're getting ready to torment them to death. Right. But leading up to the actual tormental death. Right. We're going to humiliate you almost right. to death. Right. They're, they're thugs. Now, these people are all going to have their chance to stand before God mm. if they haven't talked to him already. Yeah. <laughs> and you think about how stupid you would feel. I, I think about how dumb the religious leaders must feel that they're the ones who missed their Messiah. We're the wise one. We're the smart ones. We're the ones who you need to listen to because we got it together. <laughs> and they can't even see that Jesus Christ is really the one. They put him on a cross and he's back from the grave. It's so, it's so amazing. But anyway, mm-hmm. I think that facing cruelty, life is a fair. And you got to remember that. And sometimes Jesus Christ, he faced that. Mm-hmm. that. That's how it was. I mean, that's facing the not so good of Good Friday. Uh, facing the burdens of others as they were going out Matthew 27 32 through 37 they met a man from Cyrene named Simon they forced him to carry the cross Mm. they came to a place called Golgotha which means the place of the skull there they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall but after tasting it he refused to drink it when they had crucified him they divided his clothes by casting lots and sitting down they kept watch over him there and above his head they replaced or they placed the written charge against him this is Jesus the king of the Jews. Mm. And I think about this Simon of Cyrene forcing the duty to carry that cross, whether you wanted to or not, you're going to carry it. Yeah. Yeah. Even that I believe had a, uh, a symbolic meaning mm-hmm. because he was almost just picked out of the crowd and you know, his ancestry is from Africa. Right. <clears throat> and um, I just believe it was symbolic of what the continent of Africa would mean in Christendom in years to right. come. Right. Because we are so blessed 
not just as an African-American, but so many Africans in Africa. We do a lot of mission work in Africa all right. over the continent and how so much of that continent has turned toward Jesus Christ. And so the tradition is he was from Africa, right. Simon of Cyrene. Yes. And that's yes. where Cyrene is, I mm -hmm. take it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I never thought about African. that. Yes, he was. He was Cyrene? Yeah. I don't know. Not a town I know. I don't drive through there. <laughs> I don't have any hiking trails that I know of. They might. They might. You should go and see. Maybe we should both go. I ain't going. We'll take a trip to Cyrene. Let's find out where Cyrene is. All right. Well, that's kind of cool, actually. I did not mm -hmm. know that. So, Steve, you enlightened me on something right now. Well, that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. <laughs> exactly. You're here for me to make fun of and enlighten me at the same time. You know, my day can't get better, honestly. Like, it just can't get better than that, really. But, no, I think it's really cool that they had he was helping him carry the cross. So sometimes when people are down, you know, you're going to have that, Hey, there's no one else here to carry this burden. Yeah. I'm in. Maybe you do feel kind of alone or do you feel like, but God uses those things, you know, right. sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you're carrying the burdens truly of other people. You've got to put it on your shoulder. You got to carry it. Mm -hmm. That's part of facing this life. Yeah. You know, it, it and it's just like, it seemed like he was randomly selected and right. I'm sure in the soldier's mind he was, but God has a plan right? even behind what seems to be random right. in our lives. He has a plan. Yeah, he does. He has a plan. He does. But sometimes you think about the complaints that we have sometimes when a burden does get put on us. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you think of a home life and you've got brothers and sisters and then the one brother or sister is asked to take out the trash, <laughs> what's the question? Why can't they do it? Why do I have to do it? Right? Why can't they do it? And sometimes if you're, if you look at Christianity, you look at what it is, well, maybe we shouldn't be asking that. Maybe we should just say that got put on my shoulders. I think I can handle it because some of the little things we complain about, like take out the trash. Ah! Right. Okay. This is going to take you what? 60 seconds to do. And you're, you're worried about that. You think about what Christ went through, what mm -hmm. real sacrifices, what yeah. people truly struggle with. Trash isn't one of them. Right. It's ironic you would mention that because in, in my pecking order in my family, I'm the youngest. Right. You know, they save the best for last. Right. And my job, my number one job was sanitation engineer. <laughs> I had to take the trash out all the time. Come right. hell or high water. Right. I'm the trash man and right. our trash day was Friday. Right. And we lived on a corner. So we had two chances to meet the garbage man. If you miss one, you better catch the other. Right. And I only missed one time. So I was responsible for that. Even if we're going to be out of town, right. I had to make arrangements for the trash to right. be out in a timely fashion for the garbage man to receive it. And I never asked, the question because I'd like living, <laughs> but you'd wonder sometimes like, why do I have to do that? Why do why I, do I, do I right. have to be the one? Why do I have to carry the, <laughs> look at all these people right. standing around here. They're happy that Jesus is going to the cross. Why can't get one of these happy people yes. have them carry the cross? I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Why me? Sometimes mm -hmm. is our question. Well, sometimes, you know, you got to carry it. Also, I, I love the, you know, when you're facing the not so good of good Friday is, like his heart of love to forgive in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And I just preached on this recently. Forgiveness didn't mean his pain went away. That's right. Forgiveness didn't mean people started to be nicer to him either. It's just, he did the right thing and he forgave. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing right there. You know, yeah. just that heart of love that he had for right. other people. You know, I've heard it said before that forgiveness is us surrendering our right to hurt someone yes. for hurting us. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, yeah, you're not making them pay. Right. Giving up your right to make them pay, even though you feel like they owe you, you're just saying, no, he's mm-hmm. leaving in God's hand. No, I think it's a beautiful thing, actually, when we're doing so. And it doesn't mean they, they didn't deserve it. Like, he forgave them. These people clearly didn't deserve to be forgiven. He forgave okay. them anyway. I can't wait for people to deserve it, <laughs> you know, before I forgive them, right? I think saving others, too, mm-hmm. and just... Because what when I say saving others, yes, he was there to save the sins of the whole world. I'm thinking specifically of the one criminal who said, remember me when yes. you come to your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great story? Yes, that's a great story. Right. It's a tremendous story because there was a little battle between the two criminals. Right. Um, and the one stuck up for Jesus. Right. And said, like, he hasn't done anything wrong. You know, we're, we deserve to be here. He right. doesn't. Right. And he looked to Jesus and said, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Right. You know, recognizing him as Lord, not, I don't know if he was involved in any of the miracles that Jesus performed, if he saw anything, uh, any of the miracles or heard him preach. I don't know what it was about Jesus at that moment that that man believed he was the son of God. It may even be how he handled the whole situation, just watching how he didn't fight back or maybe say some things, some choice right. words or what have you, while he's being tormented to death right. and being innocent. Well, word gets around, I guess, too. You know, so you think about they're all three going out to the cross and they're just, yeah. they knew he didn't do anything wrong. They mm-hmm. probably knew it was just religious leader stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously they were not on that part of the equation of life because right. <laughs> they're getting crucified. Yeah. So they're looking at it like, yeah, right. You know, Jesus Christ didn't do anything. But I love the fact that he's still saving this man, even though he's in pain, yep. he's in misery, his mission is to seek and save the lost. He's saving one of those lost people mm-hmm. on the cross. He didn't forget his mission. And sometimes it's good for us when we face the not so good, right? Mm-hmm. Things of this world. Remember your mission. Yep. What are you here for? What are, what are you supposed to be doing? Well, they said, they said, they, they did, they didn't do. Okay. What's your mission? Mm-hmm. Does that change your mission? Oh boy. Right. Yeah. I had a similar situation the other week. I was, you know, because we do so much and you try to save the world. Right. And, um, you know, where you, where you're lacking, you got to make up the slack. Right. So if, um, if, uh, you were responsible for cleaning up, you don't show up. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to do it. You know, those type of things. Absolutely. And this particular day, I was just like frustrated. I wasn't like a real man, but I was just frustrated. It was one of those days. And I, I got into bed with my frustration and I could hear God drop in my spirit and ask me a question. Who are you working for? Right. That's a great one. And that my whole attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because, and we're all human, Steve. We've all been there. Stick to your mission. Yeah. You know, saving others was his mission. He stuck Mm -hmm. to his mission. What's your mission? You know, if your mission is like you said, serve others, Mm -hmm. serve God, it doesn't matter if other people get involved, do what they're supposed to be doing or not. We, we have our mission. I think too, it, it is finished was, uh, a great part of Good Friday when he said that the curtains torn in two and all that. But in John 19, uh, it says there, when he had received the drink, he said, it is finished with that. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Mm-hmm. So it is finished. So this, the curtain of the temple is torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, mm-hmm. surely this man was the son of God. Mm-hmm. So here's Jesus Christ again, facing the not so good of Good Friday, <clears throat> finish strong. Yep. You know what I mean? We've yes. we got a job to do. You know, you look at this life, you got to finish strong. Yep. You know, I watch, do. you know, I like sports, so especially football. I don't care if it's college or the NFL or even high school. When you see a team losing, and there's no way they can come back and win, time is almost out, but you watch them play, 
like we still have a chance. Right. It's because it's important that you finish strong. Right. Even though there's no way you're going to win. Right. Your attitude in it. Right. Is preparing you. Right. For the next time. Right. No, I agree. For the next time. It's and, important that we finish. And sometimes, right? too, I mean, when you, you think about sports, soccer, you know, it used to be one finish, finish, mm-hmm. you know, because if you were close to that goal and you're close to scoring, finish. Right. Finish, man. Get that ball in the net. You know what I mean? Don't give up. Keep working hard. Keep pushing. Yeah. Finish. Finish strong. But when he said his finish, too, is that finish the complete work of our salvation? Mm-hmm. He did it. Yes. Like, my yeah. sins are forgiven. Yes. I have a home in heaven. That's what salvation yes. is. Uh, yeah. My sins are forgiven. My home is in heaven. It's not all that it is, but that's a simple way of looking at mm-hmm. it. And he did it. He yes. did. He got the job done. He did. He completed his mission. Right. Yeah. It is finished. It's interesting. They put him on a cross. But when Jesus Christ said it's finished, he's recognizing he's there on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's finished. Yeah. I did what I came to do. I did what I came to do. Mm-hmm. They intended to kill him for harm. Jesus Christ intended for the good of the world. You know, we talked about it on Sunday and how many things in our world. Can you imagine if the Jewish leadership could just be transported to 2023, look in our own news and see how often the term good Samaritan is used. Mm-hmm. A story told by Jesus Christ. I think people who use the word good Samaritan forget that it even came from the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? Right. Golden yeah. rule. Is another one that you hear all the time. Our dates are set by Christ, right? Mm-hmm. The year that we're in. All your cemeteries are, they lay the head to the West. Why? You know? Mm-hmm. So you see Jesus, right? When he comes back from the East. Yeah. And that's why the, the funeral director were one time, where's the head again? Bill, it's always in the West. <laughs> Doesn't change. Every cemetery, it's in the West. So that at the resurrection, mm-hmm. they face Christ from the East. You know what I mean? And that was, so even the graveyards yes, are set up according to. our life every day. Yeah. Every day. They couldn't imagine. I mean, they couldn't imagine. I mean, it's, it's finished the work of salvation, but really a lot of the work of God had just begun. Oh, yes. Just begun. He finished the salvation part, but man, there's a lot of other work God's doing in our lives for which we're thankful. But anyway, as you look at the good of Good Friday, yeah, you got to face cruelty. Life's not fair. You do help with the burdens of others. We do carry it. We do need to forgive. We do need to stick to our mission. We do need Mm -hmm. to finish strong. So these are the things. Hey, facing the not so good of Good Friday. If you have a great Good Friday, I hope you're able to celebrate it, think about it, contemplate on it. We've got Easter coming up, and that's a great thing. For some of you who will listen, I'm sure these things are past, but they're but the effect on us is not past. You guys all have a great and a blessed week.